When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sitting in for Clay and Buck today, syndicated radio personality Michael Barry. I do enjoy reading your emails, which you can send to me through the website at michaelberryshow.com. I'll be here with you all week. Let's start with some calls. We'll go David in Pennsylvania, then Brian in uh, New Mexico, and then Brian in Connecticut. Um, David in Pennsylvania, I'm told, wants to make the argument for DeSantis over Trump. And since I laid out the case yesterday for Trump winning the nomination in pretty short order, why don't we have a contrary opinion? David, in Pennsylvania, you're up, sir. Well, it's not necessarily that. Uh, first, I want to say that I do agree as uh, African-American that grew up in Maryland, Baltimore. Uh, it is culturally uh, the expectation that you are a Democrat and you have to do the culturally correct thing. So are you black or white? African-American, black. Okay, Elon Musk is African. Okay, black. Okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so, but I want to talk about Trump. Uh, not that I mean I voted for Trump and I, I like Trump, but what I don't understand is how everybody's giving Trump a pass on the fact that he was in when COVID struck, and he let Fauci run wild. And uh, so I'm not understanding why everybody has this expectation that he's going to do a whole bunch of things when we saw in the heat of COVID, DeSantis was turning the world of Florida upside down, and so. Everybody seems to, you know, give Trump this this pass that he's going to change things, which I, I know he will do. But he he, I feel like he was at ground zero of the of the opportunity to really stifle 
all this COVID stuff and, and all this LGBT alphabet stuff, all this stuff early on. So not to say that, you know, I don't think, I don't think Trump is going to, uh, lose. I think he is a front runner and obviously we'll all get behind him, but I'm just saying, I feel like DeSantis should have a little bit more credit for his track record. I don't know how you give credit, um, in a system where it's winner take all. So, you know, you can, I said yesterday, I think he's the best governor in the country and I'd yeah, like yeah, him to did. stay there. Um, and, and I think he's very popular and I think he is a man of action. He's taken on yeah. some pretty big bullies and he's taken on some pretty entrenched interests, interests and he's shown an ability to lead, um, in a way that makes a case that the public falls in behind. And, and that's a lost art. That, that is something yeah. that is, that is often forgotten. Now you can, you can send out press releases of all the great things you're going to do. The question is, can you get it done? And, yeah. and to his credit, I, I, I'm not a big George W. Bush fan as president, but he was a pretty good governor in Texas. In fact, a damn good governor. And, and he had a guy named Pete Laney who was the, the Speaker of the House, because we still had a majority house, uh, in the, the state House of Representatives back then. And, and, but he was a conservative Democrat. And George W. Bush yeah. went to him when, when Bush got elected in 94 and he said, look, let's get some things done. Let's get some education reform done. Let's get tort reform done. And they did. From George W. Bush to his successor, Rick Perry, there were, there was a group called Texans for Lawsuit Reform and there were a lot of us very supportive of their efforts, which led to laws that limited the exposure of medical malpractice suits against doctors and limited the exposure of slip and fall nonsense, which, which was out of control at, at stores. And what we saw was that our economy flourished. Doctors were moving to Texas. Doctors that were retiring were staying on. The small businesses were being created. I think DeSantis is that kind of governor in Florida, and I think he'll continue to be that kind of governor, and I think he will start 2028 as as the front runner. I just don't see him getting there. It, it, look, we're, we're 19 days from the Iowa caucus, and he staked his claim on Iowa. He, I don't think he's going to do that well there. If he does, I'm wrong. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't think he's going to do well in New Hampshire. I think Nikki Haley does a little better. But I also think you have to realize that New ha people, the media loves to talk about New Hampshire because New Hampshire is a state that doesn't vote Republican. I think the last Republican they voted for was George W. Bush in 2000. New Hampshire is a Democrat state. They talk about liberty, and you've got libertarians there. But even a New Hampshire Republican is more a Mitt Romney Republican. It's a country club Republican. They all work in Boston. They live out in New Hampshire. In this beautiful, in this beautiful communities, they don't want to live in, in Massachusetts. So I don't think you can say that New Hampshire is representative of the Republican base. And, and what will really matter is when you go to South Carolina, and I think that, that Trump wins big there, and then Super Tuesday, as I mentioned yesterday, we got almost 900 delegates. Uh, up for grabs, and I think Trump runs the table there. I don't think he gets 100% of them, uh, but I, I think he gets 60%, 70%. They're winner-take-all. So if, if he's up and he wins, I think he wins New Hampshire over Nikki Haley, which is saying something, because Nikki Haley is much more a New Hampshire primary winner-type candidate than Donald Trump is. She is much more the establishment. She's much more prim and proper and, you know, lots of wars, 
and lots of talking about doing things properly and never winning on the cultural issues. That that works in, in New Hampshire. It doesn't work in the South. Brian, thanks for the call, David. Brian in New Mexico, you're up, sir. Hey, good morning, Mike. Uh, politically, I'm an independent, and I'd like to drill down more on the immigration issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked most of my life in construction in the Chicagoland market, so I've dealt with this issue firsthand for decades. And uh, <clears throat> I'd like to point out that a, a good way to think about illegal immigration is to think of it as a deregulated labor market, which, of course, that's what the, the business community loves that. Because yes. it serves to hold down and drive down the value of human labor, especially at the entry level and the, and yes. the more uh, rudimentary jobs. And, you know, if you think about it, the people that are hurt the most by illegal immigration are impoverished, poor, native-born Americans of all races. Yes. It drives up housing costs. We have, a, we have a shortage of housing right now, but nobody ever puts two and two together. You know, where are all these millions of illegals going to live? Nobody talks about it. But I would also like to focus on the people that benefit the most from illegal immigrants, besides the immigrant, is America's wealthy and the investor class, because they get a pool of workers at a lower cost. Their businesses make more money because their labor costs are lower. And everybody thinks they're out in the fields picking you know, crops all the time. As an electrician, I've seen many businesses, front to back, top to bottom, in active you know, performance. And owners... They do it your warehouses, your hospitals, your hotels, your your restaurants, your country clubs. Let's think about all the wealthy men that have Absolutely. illegal immigrants working at their country club right now. So, And then another big part of this issue is half the problem comes right through the airport. But we never talk about visa overstay. Has any politician ever said we're going to start enforcing our visa laws? Of course not. So let's focus on the employer's as well as the people that are breaking the law, which most employers are that hire them, and they're probably breaking tax laws at the same time and other banking laws. So let's focus on that besides the poor, desperate people sneaking into the country. So that's my issue. Right, right. but you have to stop the poor, desperate people sneaking into the country immediately. It's it's not one or the other, um, and it doesn't have to be the that every – what's that? You turn off the magnet. If you sure. started jailing and, and, employers. And, 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 Brian, let me say this. I, I think you're right. There is a magnet. And I think that all the benefits and that there will be work, I think all of that is true. But there are also people who come who are traffickers. There are people who come who don't enter the traditional workforce, um, who don't even get paid in the traditional way because they're sex traffickers or drug traffickers, or they come here and they don't work at all, or they come here and they go through our public schools, or they come here and they get on welfare. All of those things are also true. So it's a much bigger problem than a simple answer. And the idea that it's complicated allows our government to say it's very complicated so we can't do anything about it and that is ridiculous that is absurd we've we've done far more than that i don't know if you've seen the movie oppenheimer it's pretty inspiring to think what a few people did with a very complicated scientific question in competition with the germans and then eventually the russians uh, to to do something that would end the war and save a lot of american lives and a lot of Japanese lives. Although my position is, we were at war with the Japanese. My concern was not how many Japanese died. 
I only am concerned and would be concerned today with how many American service members' lives were saved. And again, the fact that we even have to debate that sort of thing today tells you a lot about what we've allowed to occur with a lack of any culture, nationalism, pride in America. The reason America First resonates is because there are so many people in our academic institutions, in our media, in uh, in politics, who seem to say, and in some cases do say, that the rest of the world is just as important, that people from other countries are just as important, that those people deserve our treasury, that those people deserve what we have, that we'll fight those people's wars. And I think that Americans rightfully feel wronged by this. The people who served in our wars on behalf of this country, particularly Vietnam veterans, but Iraq, Afghanistan, watching us send all this money to Ukraine and, and Biden's desperate desire to send our boys there, I think there are a lot of Americans that are hopping mad as hell, to quote the Howard Bill line, and, and they're not going to take it any longer. And to the extent that Trump or anyone else can channel that anger into a productive set of policies and governmental reforms, it'll be bigger than elections. And that's what I'm praying for. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. Brian in Connecticut will get to you in just a moment. More coming up. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. 
to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. You can reach me at michaelberryshow.com. You can call the show at 1-800-282-2882. Let's go to Brian in Connecticut. Brian, you're up, sir. Go ahead. Hey, Michael. Uh, great show. First time I've heard you. Uh, sort of a metro New York guy, so very, very informative. Um, I'm not as smart as Brian from New Mexico, but uh, <laughs> so... The the reason I call is the just apropos to your previous um, comparative comparison about rural crime versus city crime. I live in in a lower uh, Fairfield County in, in Greenwich, and I was just reading the the, uh, the news uh, yesterday about um, a fellow who was shopping at our local CVS at 4:15 p.m. Uh, on Christmas Day, and he was uh, he was assaulted and uh, threatened to give his car keys up for his car. He refused and sort of went at it, <clears throat> apparently, according to the reports, when a third uh, partner in crime uh, said he had a weapon and he was going to, you know, he was going to use it unless he turned over the keys. So um, the fellow who was in his late 30s, according to the news, turned his keys over and they took off in his car. Now, this is on post road in greenwich connecticut with cars going obviously it's probably a little less populated than on with christmas day but it's sort of a parable to comparative to uh, rural versus city where we're really suburban and it's happening more and more michael as well and you know a bunch of us guys are chatting about this and you know our kids go to school there they drive my two girls drive in the area they go to the you know cvs all the time i was there the day before and in the parking lot right next to the uh, the local uh, CVS is this gigantic parking lot for uh, for a local clothes store. And I'm I'm in there buying a couple of gifts. And I go back out to my car, and all of a sudden this guy starts doing donuts, hundred yeah. mile an hour donuts. Yeah, that's a big deal. He yards for me. Brian, let, and, let me let uh, me answer some of that because I think this is important. Um, yeah, th- this is the legacy of the George Floyd incident. And I would encourage people, there is a wonderful documentary called The Fall of Minneapolis. Just go into your search engine and look around. You can watch it. I think it's free. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. And the woman who did it, I forget her name, but she does it in an interview form. And what's amazing about this is she reveals things that are not just opinions. She reveals body cam footage of multiple angles of what happened that day and a lot of things that were kept from the jury. 
And and you mm-hmm. see things like you see documents like the medical examiner saying uh, cases like this ruin careers. Well, not if you do the right thing. But he wasn't doing the right thing. There is a man who is in prison. There's four of them uh, who are in prison who should not be in prison. And uh, Chauvin, the guy who's the longest term, should not be in prison. You want to talk about criminal justice reform. Here is your criminal justice reform uh, laid bare. The idea that this police officer was doing his job, the prosecutors knew it, the awful governor knew it, the medical, everybody there knew what happened. George Floyd is from Houston. And George Floyd has been a thug since day one. He went to prison for putting a, a, a shotgun into the pregnant belly of a woman whose house he broke into, robbed her blind. Went. The reason he was in Minneapolis is because he was such a thug that every cop knew him. He couldn't commit his crimes because they'd pull up, oh, it's George Floyd again. I guess we'll have to send him back to prison. So he goes to Minneapolis where this career thug criminal, the worst kind of person, the absolute lowest type of human being, a a guy that is like a rabid dog, just crime to crime to crime to crime. And this guy is is, uh, presenting counterfeit uh, bills. This guy is taking all sorts of drugs. He just had an overdose uh, a, a short time before that. He starts saying, don't shoot me, I've been shot before. He hasn't which is exactly what he had done in a previous arrest. My mama just died. His mom died years before. And then and he, you can see it in the footage that he's got drugs in his mouth and he's got four times the legal limit or the, the legal threshold, uh, lethal threshold of fentanyl in his system and plenty more. And yet out of all that, we've defunded the cops and handcuffed them. I'm Michael Berry filling in for Clay and Buck. I'll be here all week. More coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Oh, yes, that little band from Texas, ZZ Top. Thank you, Crash. I appreciate that. Actually, they're from Houston. Before we get back to the calls, when I say that crime is the number one issue in this country, I I consider that to be the border. I consider it a number of things. But the idea that rules don't matter, that laws don't matter, they're not being enforced. And when people see that Joe Biden is breaking the law and using his stupid, drug-addicted son as the straw man, you know, if only Bo had lived. Bo would have been a much better straw man. He would have been much less uh, obvious. He wouldn't have left multiple laptops all over. Um he wouldn't have been hiring hookers and filming himself. The guy has, I, I, I don't know of anybody who films themselves more than this guy. There's more footage of this guy naked than Johnny Holmes. It's the craziest thing ever. And yet, he leaves it everywhere. I mean, there's, there is one theory, and it's not a crazy one, that he wants people to see this stuff because he wants to bring his dad down because he's angry. This, this is, his sort of, I don't know if it's his Oedipus complex. I don't know what the complex is. He's got a daddy complex. We know that. He's, he's, there's all these messages that he's upset over having to give so much money to his daddy. He, he texts messages to his kids that I'll never do to you what daddy's done to me and take all my money. 
Well, I mean, it's weird, but I have to take Joe Biden's side because your goofy self wouldn't make a penny without your dad being the then vice president and then president. Your art wouldn't be sold. Burisma wouldn't have you in Ukraine serving on an energy board. Good grief. You wouldn't be paid by Russians, Ukrainians, Chinese, and all sorts of other people because you have no expertise, no value to offer. You're just a front for access to your dad. So it's really paying your dad, and you get to keep a percentage for yourself. But again, that's part of the crime. But what I think really chaps people, it really gets me, and this is causing people to flee from the urban core of the cities across the The once great cities are watching their residents flee. And, and the people that are fleeing are not the poor inner city residents. The people that are fleeing are the people who can afford to flee. And those are the people who are moving to the suburbs and the rural communities. And you're seeing it all across the country. As Portland, one of my favorite cities in America, became more and more nuts, people said, you know, I'll drive in to go to Powell's Bookstore, but I don't need to live a walk away. I don't need to live near the coffee shops and the great uh, uh, beer joints. I, I, I just don't want to live that way anymore. So they moved out. And, and you're seeing this in Seattle, where the downtown core, remember the, the, the zone, they had their own zone there. You're seeing it in San Francisco. San Francisco was a great American city. You're seeing it in New Orleans. I mean, as distinctive an American city as you can possibly get. And why? Why is it happening? Well, LaToya Cantrell, LaToya the Destroyer, a woman who talks about race at every turn. She's a black woman. She's been accused of of most everything you can possibly imagine, needing to be treated like this queen, uh, traveling with with her paramour as her security, this arrogant uh, idea that you know she must be treated as if. And you see this. You saw this with with the the mayor of of San Francisco. You saw it with the mayor of Baltimore that had people buying her book that nobody read. They never even opened them. And so our cities are dying. They're absolutely dying. And the problem is, once people flee these cities, they're not coming back. Because the reason people came into the city is that's where your culture was. That's where your libraries were, when people still went to the library because there weren't homeless people there pleasuring themselves or surfing the Internet, uh, surfing porn, or doing both. That's where people went because that's where... Your sports arenas were. Well, that's no longer true. Look at what they, they did in, in Detroit where they, they moved the palace. They, they don't want to be in downtown Detroit anymore. And, and so you're seeing more as you see these sports stadiums move out. It's because you have to attract the suburbanites into the games and they don't want to go into the downtown areas. The city hall was in downtown, but who wants to be in the city hall anymore? Nobody lives in the municipality. So what you're left with is an increasingly poor electorate in your large cities. And we've learned that very poor people tend to tolerate race-baiting, terrible self-dealing politicians. In fact, the city of Houston bucked the trend. We have Sylvester Turner, who is, is part of that trend. And then Sheila Jackson Lee, who I bet almost every one of you recognizes, there are 435 members of the House, 535 members of the Congress, the House and the Senate together. 
And the only one that doesn't chair a committee or is a U.S. senator or not the speaker that you know is Sheila Jackson Lee because she's a complete and utter clown. And she got waxed. She was absolutely soundly defeated because for the first time in a long time, Republicans showed up. Republicans are in the minority of, of the city of Houston. Republicans showed up. And a lot of people showed up to vote that don't normally vote because they said, you know what, we're not letting Houston become Detroit. We're not letting Houston become Chicago. We're not going to have the continued bribe paying, handing contracts to your friends and don't, we're not, we're not going to have that. We're not going to have crime run them up. We're just, we're not going to do that. But let me tell you why you have these, these bad crime problems. And I'll give you the example of Harris County. So the city of Houston is in the county Harris County. And it's run by a little tin pan martinet puppet named Lena Hidalgo. And she was just placed there, but she doesn't actually run it. It's run by a guy named Rodney Ellis. Rodney Ellis is a very, very smart, very strategic um, black state senator for decades who then became a county commissioner, and he runs the county. Um, he, he's, he's sort of the, 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 the deus ex machina behind the scenes. He runs this, this whole deal. And what he did is he settled a lawsuit that was brought against Harris County, and the lawsuit was on the basis that, well, if you're poor, and especially if you're poor and black, and you get arrested, then you're thrown in jail until your case comes up. And this just wasn't right because all these people, their only crime was that they were arrested and they're put in jail, but they can't afford bail. So since they can't make the bond, they're stuck in jail, but rich people can. So um, they bring a lawsuit or a lawsuit happens to be brought by the county, whereupon Rodney Ellis and Lena Hidalgo sign off. They got all this outside philanthropist, left-wing philanthropist money behind this case, and they sign an agreement and say, you know what, we're really embarrassed. This is what they wanted to happen. But we're going to sign on this agreement, which basically made it impossible to have any bond once you were arrested. So the net effect of that is the cops catch a guy who's stabbing somebody to death, He's got the knife in his hand. He's got blood all over him. They bring him down and book him. And this magistrate judge, who's not even a judge that anybody's named, this is sort of a proxy judge, says, well, um, I'll give you a bond, and you promise to come back in six months for your trial. Okay, how much do I have to pay? Because you pay 10% of the bond, right? Except they do what are called PR bonds, which is a personal recognizance bond, which means do you pinky swear you'll come back in six months? So we can prosecute you? Oh, yes. Well, if I trust anybody, it's you, mister. You have blood all over you that hasn't dried yet, stabbing a man to death. So if you say you'll come back, well, what do you think that guy's doing within an hour of being out? He's stabbing more people or raping more people or killing more people or trafficking more people or selling more fentanyl or shooting up neighborhoods or recruiting more gang members. Well, it doesn't take long until the crime rate just spirals because even when the cops catch the bad guys... They put them back out on the streets. One of the people who's a big criminal justice reform nut is a guy named Alec Karakatsnasis. It's a Greek name. The group is called Civil Rights Corps, and his Twitter feed is filled with, you'll never believe this, pro-Palestinian retweets. Why is a guy with a Greek name so in favor of the Palestinians? 
because you find that all the criminal justice reform people are the same people protesting against Israel on behalf of the Palestinians. They just grab all the, any cause they can grab, they do. Any cause where they can, they can create mayhem and chaos and disorder, they do. They really just like to blow stuff up, block the streets, spray paint things, cuss people, threaten people online. That's what they do. He calls the funding of law enforcement copaganda. That's his own little cute little, little term. Alex Soros, George Soros' son, has committed $50 million to Open Society Foundation uh, uh, organizations over the next couple of years, which is real money to make us less safe and our elections less secure. And I'm not seeing anybody doing anything about it. 1-800-282-2882. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay and Buck all week. More coming up. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 
You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Breaking from the Twitter account, Raw's alerts, LAPD are in riot gear as pro-Palestine protesters have blocked the entrance to LAX airport armed with rocks and throwing cones and construction equipment. Currently, numerous law enforcement, other agencies currently on the scene in riot gear, issuing a tactical alert after pro-Palestine protesters armed with rocks, cones, and construction equipment blocked the entrance to LAX airport, causing major traffic congestion in Los Angeles. Police have arrested at least over a dozen protesters who will be charged with riot-related offenses. Officers have advised that the group is running around, vandalizing different objects, and throwing items at law enforcement. It's not just dogs. People operate on incentives and disincentives. What is the disincentive to act in this manner for these people? Every time you throw a rock at a police officer, you run the risk that you kill her. It happens. You run the risk that you blind her. You run the risk that you concuss her, that you... Uh, create serious neurological damage that you alter her life. But if there are no consequences to you, then why wouldn't you just do it? Well, because you're not evil, but the person who does this is. So what's the response? What would be the law of the land in your ideal society? If a person throws a rock at a cop with a clear intention to cause them harm, respond with sufficient force to stop the attack. Why don't we? This is the George Floyd legacy. This is why that lie was so important. The lie was that George Floyd was murdered. He wasn't. The lie was that George Floyd would not have died but for the officer's presence. That's not true. Look at his toxicology report. Why wasn't that released in short order when it came due? And out of that, what happened? The defunding of police departments across the country? The increased aggression of groups? Loosely affiliated thugs, goons of all races, all backgrounds across the country. This has become commonplace. This has become normal. This sort of behavior is expected. 
So you've got it on, within the last hour and a half, we've seen real-time reports that it's happening at JFK Airport, and it's happening at LAX on the West Coast, and probably happening at other places in between. What would these people have to do for a response that stops the threat? Because they're enjoying this. These people feel this is a great experience for them. They are so alive. They're shutting down all the traffic. They're in control. These are people who don't have any responsibility, and people need responsibility. They don't have any sense of pride in what they do. But at this moment, look at the power I'm wielding. This is the same mindset as school shooters. This is the same mindset as other terrorists, because that's what these people are. They're terrorists. They are creating terror. They are creating dysfunction. They are creating disorder. They are creating an environment where other people are harmed, at a minimum, psychologically. Where other people are are uh, uh, infuriated, frustrated, and unable to conduct their lives you know, we always have to say, well, what if an ambulance is coming through? And a person, you shouldn't need to say that. You can't block the road, period, end of story. We don't need to say you can't block the road because somebody might need the road for an ambulance. You simply can't block the road. You simply can't do that. So what would they have to do? Would they have to blow the building up? Would they have to stab somebody to death? I don't think that would be enough. The person who steps forward and says, we're not taking it any longer. We're turning the hoses on. We're turning the hoses on to start. If you fire on us, we're firing back. If you throw a rock at us, we're coming after you hard. You won't do this again. The person who does this, whoo, the power they'll have. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. We have another hour coming up. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 